What's going on guys and today we're back and we're going over the NBA preview in the bubble who I think are the title contenders who I think will come away with the Larry O'Brien trophy after this whole ordeal in Orlando. Also we got the UFC 251 recap along with Woj's F-bomb that he sent over the weekend. So let's get right into it. We'll start with UFC 251. On Yaz Island, three title fights. Peter Yan, Jose Aldo, Bantamweight, Max Holloway, and Alexander Volkowski, the rematch for the featherweight, and the highly anticipated Kamara Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, who stepped in late for Gilbert Burns. So, first title fight of the night, Jose Aldo, Peter Yan. First couple rounds, I thought Jose looked really good for being 33, being this old vet, future Hall of Famer. A lot of people didn't think he deserved this title title bout, but I thought he looked really good in the fight. The first three rounds, I had him winning, and then fourth round, Peter Yan turned it on. Aldo looked gassed, and then the fifth round, Yan finished him with a TKO, granted... <laughs> The ref should have stopped the fight much sooner. I mean, Aldo was absolutely getting obliterated towards the end there. So Peter Yan walks away with the bantamweight championship. He will next face probably Al Aljamain Sterling. So that will be a great title fight too. That division is absolutely loaded. So very fun division right now. Overall, uh, decent fight. I thought Aldo actually looked pretty good even though he got his face beat in and there's a lot of Aldo haters I don't understand it the dude's a future Hall of Famer he's one of the best featherweights of all time and um, I thought he looked pretty decent in that fight even though towards the end it looked really really bad but Peter Yon bantamweight champion good for him um, keeps adding to his resume I believe he's still undefeated so there's that. Then we had the most controversy of the night. Max Holloway, Alexander Volkowski rematch. Max Holloway trying to get his belt back. He did not. Alexander Volkowski wins that title bout. Split decision. It goes the whole five rounds. Uh, the thing is, everyone and their mom thought Max Holloway won that fight. I thought Max Holloway won that fight. Dana White thought so. A lot of people in the media did. A lot of other fighters watching, and pretty much just anyone that watched the fight believed that Max Holloway got robbed. Um, I thought Holloway won because he was more well-rounded. He controlled more. He had head kicks. He had knees. He had good strikes. Max Holloway looked really good. Um, but Volkowski had more strikes. He won the last two rounds. I thought Holloway won the first three. But I guess the judges gave round three to Volkowski. Sorry, I got these damn hiccups. Because that was... God. Okay. Woo. Here we go. Because round three was super close. But most people thought Holloway came away with it. But judges' eyes, they thought Volkowski won. And that's why in these title bouts, you cannot leave it up to the judges. You have to convince everyone that you beat the champ. You have got to brutalize the champ and make everyone know that you beat the champ. You've seen it in the past with these judges. Johnny Hendricks versus George St. Pierre. 
Uh, Johnny Hendricks obviously won the fight. They gave it to St. Pierre. A lot of people thought Tiago Santos and Dominic Reyes beat John Jones. I don't, but a lot of people thought they did. The judges gave it to John Jones. So it's a reoccurring theme here that when you're the challenger, you can't leave any doubt with these judges or else you will not win. And that is what happened with Max Holloway. Um, so we'll see if we get a third fight between these two, even though it's 2-0 Volkowski, because in a lot of fans' eyes, uh, it's 1-1. So, we'll, we'll see if they get another fight between these two. I wouldn't mind it. Because, like I said, Hallway looked really good uh, in that rematch. But, uh, Volkowski, in the end, gets the decision. Gets out of there. Keeps his belt in his first title defense. So, and then finally, we had the welterweight uh, championship. The highly anticipated Kamara Usman. Versus Jorge Masvidal stepping in on a late notice because Gilbert Burns tested positive for COVID, so he was out. Um, anyone that watches UFC knows this fight could have gone two ways. You know, it was going to be an early KO by Jorge, or uh, Usman was going to control most of the fight, and that's what happened. Usman's not going to win any fans with the way he he uh, he fought that fight. It was much like DC versus Anderson Silva. Uh, Usman just wrestled Jorge for about four four rounds because the first round Jorge came out swinging. He looked pretty good, but after that, Usman completely controlled and dominated the fight. I thought Jorge looked pretty good though. His takedown defense was pretty good. He was able to get back up. He didn't let Usman completely dominate him on the ground, which Usman is much better on the ground than Jorge. So overall, I thought Jorge actually looked pretty good. But that doesn't mean I buy into this whole, if he had a full week, he w- full uh, nine-week camp, he would have won against Usman. I just don't, don't see that happening. Usman, Usman's just a better fighter, in my opinion. Uh, I think a guy like Gilbert Burns has a much better chance to beat Kamaru Usman than Jorge Masvidal. So, I will be looking forward to that fight because that's going to be the next title fight. Dana White said so in the post um, God, what do you call it? Press conference. <laughs> um, so, I'll be looking forward to, to that. Overall, UFC 251 didn't quite live up to the hype. But hey, that's fighting. Man, not every card's going to live up to the hype. Some cards look dull on paper and they're absolutely, you know, firecrackers. Like, that's just, that's just the nature of the sport. I still enjoyed it. It's still good to see them on TV. Uh, it's really good that it went off with pretty much without a hitch. Keep putting on these shows. So it's just, it's just you know, got to be got to be happy. We've got sports back on TV. So overall, not the best card, but still good to see UFC on TV. So next we'll get into Adrian Wojnowski's F-bomb. Uh, in case you guys didn't see this over the weekend. Senator, Republican Senator Josh Haley from Missouri um, sent a letter to the NBA and, you know, all of its lead uh, media members like Woj, Shams, Chris Hayes, simply just asking why a league like the NBA is allowing players to put Black Lives Matter, you know, 
and uh, stuff like that on the back of their jerseys, but not, you know, back to blue or support the troops of free Hong Kong. So Josh Haley's pretty much just asking the NBA, why are you being so hypocritical? Why are you constantly trying to lecture us that we are racist in this country and we have inequality in this country, yet you take all of your money, most of your revenue comes from a country that enslaves its own people in China. So that was pretty much the email sent to the NBA asking why. And then not within two minutes, Woj responds on his personal email, F you, Senator Haley. Not even F you, he spelled out the whole F you, man. I mean, he, he spelled the whole thing out. He meant every word of it. Um, the thing is, the letter wasn't attacking Woj whatsoever. It wasn't even coming after Woj. It was coming after the NBA. So just, you know, I think this makes Woj look really bad. It makes him show his true colors. He looks like, you know, one of the guard dogs of the NBA now. Uh, you, can't, you can't do this. I mean, and the worst part about this, you got colleagues backing him up. You got players that are tweeting free, free Woj, and now it's trending. And, you know, the hypocrisy is just... Just ridiculous. Um, it's, just, it's just ridiculous with these people because they're constantly trying to lecture us about inequality and you know justice for all. Yet they don't say a word when it comes to China whatsoever. A country that enslaves its own people. Um, doesn't allow practice of religion. If you're a Muslim there, you get sent to a concentration camp. Um, no freedom of speech. Nothing. I mean, basic human rights don't exist in China, yet the NBA does nothing but preach that, but it turns a blind eye to their business buddy in China when it comes to stuff like that. So, sorry, my mom texted me again. She always seems to text me when I'm recording these. And it's really annoying because they're like, oh, can I call you right now? It's like, no, I'm trying to record. Um, sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Where was I? Anyway. So all these people are back in Woj. Free Woj. I stand with Woj. All this BS. That he did nothing wrong. Oh, he doesn't need to apologize. Yet knowing that if he sent this to a Democrat senator or a presidential candidate like AOC, uh, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, there would be a firestorm. He would have been fired. He would have been dragged through the mud. But no, there's this double standard that exists in this social media mob today of all these networks. It's why they're losing viewers. It's why their ratings are going down. I don't understand why they don't see this and think, oh, maybe we should stop doing this because this is how we're losing our viewers and stuff. Um, but anyway, it just furthers the point for people like me who have been disgusted with the NBA for years and I've been turned off by the NBA. Now, to be fair, I've been turned off by the NBA in recent years because the Suns are absolutely dog shit and I... Uh, They've just been so bad for a decade. What am I supposed to watch besides Devin Booker scoring 40 points in a 20-point loss? I mean, what do you want me to watch? Seriously? Anyway, but people like me have 
been so tired of being lectured by the NBA and their players when all of them take money from China, a country that literally enslaves their own people, censors their own people, yet they're trying to tell me that our country is racist and there's inequality and there's not justice for all, yet they take $6 billion a year from this country that doesn't even provide basic human rights for its people. And it's so hypocritical. Like, I would have zero problem with the NBA taking money from China if one, they didn't try to lecture me all the time, and two, if they just came out and said, yeah, we're hypocrites, we're taking money from China, but we're still going to, you know, preach this social justice and all that. If they just said that, I'd be like, well, you know, there's not much more I can do. I mean, they just came out and said that they're hypocrites, so that's what I've been saying. But, you know, people are just getting tired of it. It's why the ratings have gone down. The NBA has a real problem. And no one seems to talk about it. More people in China watch the NBA than, than people in the U.S. They make more money in China than in the U.S. So they don't care about their viewers in the U.S. The viewership has gone down over the years. They don't care because their viewership in China has gone up. They make most of their money in China. All they care about is China, 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 China. China has them by the throat. If it ever were to get to a point where enough people like me and Senator Haley put pressure on the NBA to pull out of China until they start, you know, providing their their people with basic human rights or freeing Hong Kong. Like, if enough people were to get them to pull out of China, you know how much money they would lose? They would lose more than $6 billion. They would lose so much. So much. That's the problem with David Stern and now Adam Silver, they got into they they got in the bed with China, man, and now China has them by the throat. If they they mess up that relationship, they are done. Not done, done because you know the NBA will still you know be up and running, but their revenue will go down, their salary cap will go down, the player salary cap. That's why all these people came out and back Woj. It's why they don't say anything about free Hong Kong. It's why they all attack Daryl Morey. When he tweeted free Hong Kong, these people are so hypocritical. All they care about is their money, yet they try to stand up there and tell people, uh, the American people, that we're racist and there's no equality in this country, yet they take money from, from China, who does not provide basic human rights to their people. It's ridiculous. You know, if one day, let's just say one day enough people like me put enough, enough pressure on the NBA to pull out. You think China's going to free Hong Kong? No. They're not going to do any of that. So the NBA is going to be screwed. I mean, Daryl Morey tweeted free Hong Kong, and they pulled all their broadcasting games off the China network. All the NBA games, they, they pulled them off. That's how pissed they got. So what makes you think that they're going to free Hong Kong anytime soon? And the NBA, like I said, without China, they're, they're, they're going to lose so much money. They're, they're going to be in trouble. Like, I'm, I, I don't think people realize this. How much money they lose and the salary cap will go down, players' wages would have to go down, everything would go down. Because they got so deep in bed with China that now China dictates everything the NBA does. Everything. They make a majority of their money in China. They they have to cater to China. Because they cannot sustain the league they have now without China. Because in the US their viewership's gone down, they don't make as nearly as much revenue in the US as they do in China. That's how far in bed with China the NBA is. 
And that's why people like me get pissed off with them that they're trying to lecture us on, on how to behave and what, what's right and what's wrong. And, and I'm not saying that I'm not for social equality and racial justice. I'm just tired of people telling me that I'm a racist for no goddamn reason. Or, you know, I need to act this way and stuff like that when they are taking money from a country that does not allow basic human rights. I, you know, people like me just get tired of hypocrisy. Well, just F-bomb. Just emphasize that the NBA is so hypocritical. ESPN is. Anyone in bed with China is because they're preaching this stuff, yet they're taking money from it. It's ridiculous. And then the last thing, you know, some people are like, you know, it doesn't deserve to get suspended and stuff like that. What are you talking about? It doesn't matter what workplace environment you are in. You cannot get an a email chain and then respond to that email chain with F you. It doesn't matter what job you have. You're going to get suspended or fired. You can't do that. It's so unprofessional. You, you can't go into your accounting firm and, you know, your boss sends out an email chain memo, you know, telling everyone to pick up the slack. You can't respond with F you. You can't. That's so unprofessional. You're going to get fired or suspended or some disciplinary action. And it just blows my mind that these people are trying to back them up. It, it, you can't do that in, in any profession. Any. It, it just blows my mind. This whole thing just really, you know, made me boiling. Because I, I, people like me are just sick and tired of the hypocrisy. We really are. We're just so sick of it. And this whole Woj thing just... Just blew it up even more. It just pointed out that these people are all hypocrites. And they're going to continue this way. And nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. The NBA is never going to... I'll be shocked if the NBA one day is like... Pulls all their business from China until they free Hong Kong or something like that. Because they know. I pointed it out, guys. I pointed it out. Without China, they are screwed, man. They, they Everything's going to go down. The wages are going down. Player salary. Salary cap. I mean, everything. Everything. That's how far in bed they are with China now. They're in too deep. So, anyway. That's all I got on that. Gotta check my blood pressure. <laughs> I, need, I need a sip of water here. Been yelling for the last five minutes. I don't know how, I've been, how long I've been going on about this. Okay. Alright, let's finish up this episode. Which is taking me three times to record... Because on this damn app, if someone calls you, it just deletes your recording. And for some reason, everyone thinks that calling me while I'm recording is a good idea. So, I'm trying to get through this episode pretty quick because I am so sick of this happening. Um, so finally, let's get to the big guns. We'll talk more NBA. We'll do preview of what I think is going to happen in the bubble. I'm not going to go uh, round by round, guys. I'm just not. The NBA playoffs are so damn boring. It's another reason why I don't watch I really don't watch until the finals. They're just, it's so predictable. It's so boring. There's never a great seven-game series anymore. Uh, Toronto and Philly had a good seven-game series last year. That's about it. I mean, they're just so boring. So anyway, you got a couple of teams fighting out for the eighth seed. Uh, the Wizards, my Phoenix Suns, Grizzly Spurs, Pelicans, Kings, Trailblazers. I think that's it, right? Should be, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I'm going to pick the Pelicans to win the eighth seed. I like their, their depth and their youth. Yes, I'm picking Zion Williamson. Uh, Jackson Hayes looked very good this year. 
Lonzo's all right. Eh. Um, Drew Holiday's very good. J.J. Redick, he's a veteran. He's never missed the playoffs, too. So, just saying. So, I'm going to pick them to win the AFC. A lot of people are taking Portland, but Portland's been way too inconsistent for me this year. Um, they should be do, doing a little bit better than they should have been. They've had a lot of injuries. They are getting Nurkic back and Zach Collins. So, we'll see if that helps. So, but I'm going to take the Pelicans. No, I'm not taking my Phoenix Suns because Kelly Oubre's out. We still don't have a backup point guard. That's our biggest issue. I can have a whole episode about the, the Suns, but uh, um, I'm not going to talk about them because Suns just are depressing. Anyway, I'm picking the Pelicans in the eighth seed. Now, if they end up winning the eighth seed and play LeBron in the first round, I'll actually watch that. I'm not going to lie. Who doesn't want to watch Zion versus LeBron? I'll watch it. So, anyway, here are my four title contenders. The four teams I think can win it all. Uh... Number one, I think the Clippers are the favorite. They're so deep. Uh, they got Doc Rivers. They got Kawhi, Paul George. Then they got guys like Lou Williams, Montrezl Harold, uh, Pat Bev. They're just they're they're a deep team. They're a real deep team. Marcus Morris. Um, they're just very. They have so much depth. Veteran leadership. Um, a good coach. So I think they should be overwhelmingly the favorite. Um, so yeah, that's my first title contender. Second one, I got the Boston Celtics. I think the Celtics are really deep as well, not as deep as the Clippers. Um, I love Brad Stevens. Gordon Hayward is looking back to form this year. Jason Tatum is really evolving into a superstar. Kemba is very underrated. He's a good player as well. Uh, you got guys like Marcus Smart, uh, uh, Ernest Cantor. Uh, it's a good team. It's very depth. It's got a lot of good players, good coaching staff. That's what I like about them. So uh, I really like the Celtics. And then three, of course, we have the Lakers. We got LeBron, Anthony Davis. That's about it. I mean, they got a bunch of eh on this team. Uh, Avery Bradley's not going to be there. Rondo just broke his thumb. He's going to be out at least until the semis or the conference finals. So. This team's got LeBron, AD, Danny Green. Maybe playoff Danny Green shows up. Um, the big X factor for this team is going to be Kyle Kuzma, who has really not shown up this year. But if Kyle Kuzma can somehow finally show up, this team could be dangerous. Um, it really hinders on Kuzma to me. LeBron's going to do what LeBron does. Anthony Davis is going to do what Anthony Davis does. But this team just does not have enough depth to win the team. Uh, to be like a top title contender in my eyes. I was going to say not win the title, but they got LeBron and AD. So, yes, they can obviously win the title. So, we'll see. But they're my th number three contender. And then finally, the fourth team I think they'll win it all is the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, kind of the same situation as the Lakers. Except it's just Giannis and then a bunch of B players. Chris Middleton's good, but he doesn't always show up. Eric Bledsoe's there. The Lopez brothers are there. D'Antenjo off the bench. Um, I'm sure I'm missing a couple other guys. But this team has a really good coach. They don't have great depth. It's really a Giannis-run team. So that's why I have doubts about this team even getting out of the East. But they're still very good. Giannis is reigning MVP. He'll probably win it back-to-back. -back. So it'll be interesting to see. If they don't make it to the finals, is Giannis going to leave the box? So we shall see. Anyway. Let's get down to it. 
I think we all know who my finals prediction is going to be. Uh, I got the Clippers coming out of the West, and I do have the Boston Celtics coming out of the East. I like them more in Milwaukee. I just think they're more deep and have more depth. Anyway, um, in this seven-game series, I'm taking the Clippers. Uh, they just have more superstars. I'm going to take Paul George and Kawhi Leonard over Gordon Hayward, Kimball Walker, and Jason Tatum. Uh, I think this would be a really good matchup, though, between these two teams. I really do. So, yes, I'm picking the Los Angeles Clippers to win the finals. Yes, I know I'm picking their favorite to win. I know my baseball prediction was the same. I know I'm usually not like this, but, you know, it's the NBA. It's pretty – it usually ends up like this. So, sorry I didn't really have an in-depth breakdown of the playoffs, guys. Um, but I'm, I'm straightforward. Like, I, the NBA really does not excite me. It hasn't for a while. Um, I also do think that the Nuggets can make some noise in the West. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they got to the conference finals or even to the finals, to be honest. Uh, Houston, not so much. Uh, They might be able to scare a team, but I don't think they're going to be able to get out of the West or get to the West uh, to the conference finals. But they're down the East. It's really just the Bucs and the Celtics. Uh, Maybe the Pacers. Uh, I think Oladipo's going to try to play, but we'll see. Anyway, you know, anything can happen in this bubble, though. So who knows? Who knows? Um, That's the exciting thing. Hopefully this thing goes off. You know, a lot of people are still, a lot of Corona bros out there trying to shut everything down. But just stay positive, guys. Um, I will have a new episode coming out tomorrow or the day after with the NHL preview for anyone that cares about hockey. Might be the only one, but that's okay with me. I'll actually have an in-depth breakdown of that because I love hockey to death. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening to me to rant today, guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, it means a lot. Still trying to work some things out. I got to put some music in here and some editing. I got I got to hone some of my skills a lot more. It's kind of a trial run. Uh, I got to come up with a better name. I hate my name. So if you guys got any suggestions, let me know. Um, Other than that, thanks for listening, guys. Keep uh, the lookout for new episodes dropping soon on the NHL preview. Stay positive. Don't listen to these Corona bros wanting to shut everything down. We will have sports back. Just hang in there. We'll get through it. Uh, Have a good time at work. Stay safe. Have fun with your family. You know, the whole thing. Stay positive, guys. Um, But until then... I will talk to you guys, or not talk to you guys, but I will catch you guys later. And stay safe, have fun, and yeah.